On today's episode of the Gotcha 9 Podcast, we have Corey Lewis, who was the Twins Minor League Pitcher of the Year, an outstanding season with the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles and the Cedar Rapids Colonels. He also won a Midwest League Championship, and we had a lot of fun talking to Corey about uh, his five-pitch mix, uh, some of his nicknames, and we had a couple of guest appearances. So Dylan Jones and Gianni Bloom joining for... Uh, for some questions on the pod with Corey, so a lot of fun. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Kyle's Kitchen, proud supporters of the Gosh and I podcast. We cannot wait for the start of the upcoming season where we will have Kyle's Kitchen before every single home game at Caesar Wasaka Stadium. Shout out to Kyle's Kitchen for continued support of UCSB baseball. All right, let's get to Corey Lewis. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. Here's the one strike pitching. Mitchell belts this to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back a home run, and the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is due. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. All right, they call him the general or the clue bot. He's kind of nodding his head to the side, kind of side eye right there. But <laughs> Gaucho from 2020 to 2022. He was a first-team All-Big West in 2022, Big West Pitcher of the Week in 22. Career stats as a Gaucho, 31 appearances, 26 starts, 16-5 and record, 3.48 ERA, 168 in the third innings pitched, 73 walks, 193 strikeouts, opponent's batting average of 190. He was a ninth-round pick by the Minnesota Twins in 2022. He was a Big West champ. In 2023, that was his first full year of Pro Bowl. Did not play Pro Bowl in 22. First year of Pro Bowl, 9-4, 2.49 ERA in 22 starts in 101 innings pitched, 118 strikeouts, 33 walks between single A and high A within the Twins organization. He pitched a combined no-hitter or was part of a combined no-hitter. He was the Florida League Player of the Week in May. And he was a Midwest League champ, and he was the Twins minor league pitcher of the year. It is, of course, Corey Lewis. First time on the pod, and quite the year for you. You're, you have to be psyched uh, about how it all went in your first year of Pro Ball. But welcome to the pod. How are you doing, Mr. Klubot? What's up, Kevin? Thanks for having me. Uh, doing pretty good. Happy to be home out of that Florida heat and... I will weather. Um, but yeah, thanks. Well, a, a champ, you just, I, I did all this research on, on your season and neglected to look at how your teams did. I would venture to get, I, I should know that if you go five and one, a 2.32 ERA, the team's probably good. And of course, the Cedar Rapids Colonels won the Midwest League champ. So let's start there because that's pretty cool. We had Marcos on, he won a California League championship and now, we have you on the pod who won another uh, minor league championship, but in the Midwest league. So like, what was that like winning a championship in the minor leagues your first year? Uh, it was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, that team, the Cedar Rapids Colonels was just a lot of fun to be around. 
um i think that contributed to us winning a championship because just like around the clubhouse like chemistry was really good between all the players everyone could talk to each other um everyone was on the same page um and we just had a lot of fun and i think that showed in the way that we played and that took us all the way to the championship did you have any key starts uh, or key moments in the playoffs like uh personally yeah so in the first series we played peoria um the cardinals high a team and i started game two and uh we had just lost game one uh so you know it was a must-win game for game two uh, is it best of three best of three in yeah. all the series um and yeah so i started that second game and it was kind of a crazy start because uh going into it before um we were all dealing with some sort of sickness. I don't know what it was, but we all woke up that day just throwing up just out of it. I don't know if we got it when we were in Peoria for game one or where it came from, but we were we were down bad, Kev. Um, we were not doing great, but we made it uh, made it through the game. I think I threw four innings, one run ball, got it to the next guy, and we just kept going. Just kind of battled through that game, got us to game three. One game three, which uh, pushed us to the championship game, uh, championship series. Um, and then in the championship series, I actually threw game three, so the final game. Um, so that was pretty cool. And it was kind of untraditional. or uh, It was a doubleheader for the last day because we got <laughs> rained out the second day. So I was just kind of sitting around. Um, we won game one, so we just needed to win the first game. And of course, we didn't win the first game, so it pushed us to game three. And I had the rock for game three. Um, had a solid start. I think I went four and a third, four and two thirds of three run ball. Left with the lead. I think it was five to three. Um, and yeah, I think that might have been the final score. Wow. So it's it's not quite the Michael Jordan flu game, or most recently the the bad performance by Patrick Mahomes, who had the flu and and lost. But like the whole team had the flu. So it's sure. like the team, the team flu game or flu series that you guys gutted out and won. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was, I think, I don't know the exact count, but it was probably 13 of us. Wow. We're feeling something. But it was only that one day. It was the weirdest thing. Like the next day, everyone was fine. So I don't huh. know what it was. Maybe like some kind of stomach bug or. Yeah, who knows? that's what we all thought it was. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I mean, you you've pitched. Well, we'll get to your gaucho career. You pitched in some big games in your gaucho career, but being out there as a professional playing in a postseason, playing in a championship game, I'm assuming they were, it's not at a neutral site. It's probably at the, you play at home and then play on the road, like big crowds for those games. Honestly, not the biggest that we had all year. <laughs> I think we had like 2,400 for the championship, like the last two games. Um, but I think the biggest crowds that we saw at home were like 4,500 and that was on 4th of July, which was pretty cool. Um, very, very respectable. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, pretty good crowd. That's fun. Well, yeah, yeah. Great summer. Um, well, what do you, what are you up to right now? Cause I, we tried to do this last week and you were in Hawaii. Uh, Marcos did record the pod while he was on vacation in Hawaii, but you were like, eh. I'll, I'll wait till I'm back home and comfortable. And I, I respect that. Uh, so how's, how's the off season treating it? It's been great. I mean, yeah, like you said, I was in Hawaii. So that was, that was cool to just relax for a week and not really work about or uh, 
worry about working out or you know throwing or whatever just kind of relaxing for the first time ever um but yeah other than that not doing much i mean just working out and uh just trying to stay fit and playing some golf here hey, and there. now yeah. now we're talking now we're yeah talking. So I, I picked up golf and that's been getting pretty crazy uh yeah are you gonna pick up like a part-time job haven't really uh thought, <laughs> thought about that yet but maybe uh in the future but yeah well, if, if you if you're into the golf you got to go get a part-time job at a golf course because then you get free golf right yeah. pick the <laughs> yeah. range you can work in the club in the clubhouse you can pull carts a lot of options stay on your feet that would be the ideal job i guess right now um because yeah i really need to get my work in there well how's your golf game it's not terrible i would i mean i shoot anywhere from 88 to 96 would probably be the average it's like it's decent i get around the golf course that's respectable that's respectable yeah. do you have um wait you've got all kinds of numbers on your on your pitches do you have like your your average or your stock distances for all your clubs for the most part i think like <laughs> drivers either five feet in the ground in front of me or down the middle of the fairway so mm. there's no but the irons, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of. What's your favorite club? Oh, I really like my five iron. Uh, it's my go-to club for, I don't know, 200 out, 205. 205 with the five iron. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, look who's, yeah. look who's strolling up right here. Oh, wow. The clue bot. Doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Doing awesome. Thanks. Well, was- you, got, you got a question for Corey, Dylan Jones, assistant coach? How does it feel to be the the Twins minor league pitcher of the year? Feels pretty good. I mean, a lot of work went into it, so it's good to see the results come out of all the work. What was your work? What changed this year? Anything? Uh, honestly, not really. I mean, I feel like I just got stronger and I threw a little harder, but everything else was pretty similar. Got a new changeup. It's really the only thing that really changed. And then just throwing everything for strikes down the middle. <laughs> second question when are you coming to santa barbara Ooh, uh i'm not sure but i'll be at the game uh this next week the lmu game let's so, go yeah there we go there we go plug in plug in the the lmu scrimmage november uh november 4th that's that's a noon start Corey. but we're playing i don't know how many innings so yeah you can either show up for game time or you can show up at like two o'clock and we'll still be there you'll you'll still be able to watch at least nine innings so (laughs) (laughs) well good good plug there nice work yes you did win uh twins minor league pitcher of the year i guess we're just we're going over your post your uh professional accolades here before we get to the gaucho stuff uh i mean that was that a surprise was it was it just like just out of the blue like you see the post or do they call you beforehand and tell you hey 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 Corey, you want you want the organization pitcher of the year. Uh, we're going to give you a plaque, like that type of stuff. Yeah. They called me about like a week before they like officially posted and, and they're like, yeah, don't wow. tell anyone. Like we're going to post it. I'm like, all right. So I kind of had to keep that to myself for a little, but yeah, they called me. Yeah. Like five days before. So are you, are you good at keeping a secret? Yeah. My parents didn't even know. So I, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what did you tell me? I was like, well, I couldn't. <laughs> they they told me not to tell anybody yeah exactly (laughs) 
Mm. Well, congratulations. Well-deserved. Thank you. Uh, yeah, single A, Fort Myers. Uh, there's a lot of gouches have, have rolled through uh, old Fort Myers, Florida, in recent years. Yeah. Nine starts, four and three record, 2.75 ERA, 39 and third innings, 15 walks, 55 strikeouts, and then high A, Cedar Rapids, the Colonels. Yep. The Colonels. Pretty fun logo with the uh, the corn stalk. <laughs> Like kind of shaped with the in the K, kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of neat. Thirteen starts, five and one, two point three two, sixty two innings, eighteen walks, sixty three strikeouts. Pretty similar numbers in both places. Uh, I guess one thing I asked, like Marcos, I asked him, like, did you notice a difference in the speed of the game between high A and double A? Like, is there a difference between like the speed of the game and the hitters that you're facing between single A? In high A? Yeah, definitely. I feel like in low A, everyone's just so young. Like, it's just a kind of a different kind of baseball. Um, I feel like once you get to high A, it's more of a complete baseball game. Like, you know, the routine plays get made, and everyone's just a little older. So, like, you'll see a lot more college guys there, um, a lot of, like, SEC guys. Um, but I think that's the biggest difference. I mean, the hitters are just older. Um, so what, what does that translate to as far as, like, just – and at bat to at bat and, and count to count. Like, are you really having to mix your pitches? Like in, in low a, are you, cause you, cause you're a five pitch guy. Like we, we talked about that when you were here as, as a gaucho, like you had this whole arsenal and when you were mixing it, you were tough to hit. Like when you got to high, a, did you have to use all five pitches when maybe in, in single A you wouldn't have to use all five? Was it that type of difference or is it something else? Yeah, definitely. I think with the hitters being more experienced, I mean, they chase less. So, like, you got to be more around the zone. And then some hitters are just better at hitting certain pitches. So, like, maybe one guy's better at hitting sliders away. So you got to go, I don't know, change up in, which is something crazy for me because I never threw change ups to righties. So that was kind of a new development. I didn't throw a ton this year, maybe like a handful, but it kind of started to happen. Um, and same thing with the curveball. Uh, just throwing it to both sides and just, like you said, just keeping them guessing. And then obviously sprinkling in the knuck every now and then just to throw them off. The knuck. The yeah. knuck. I, have, I have like a whole paragraph of questions about the knuckleball. <laughs> I, 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 The knuckleball is... I don't know whether to really go like full bore on the knuckleball or just to just to mention it. But let's start with your your pitch arsenal. Five pitches. It's a lot of pitches. It's not just fastball slider. Fastball slider, change, curve, knuckle. And your curve is a knuckle curve. Is that right? Yeah. Knuckle curve. So I mean that's that's a lot of pitches to master. Yeah. <laughs> how how do you go about like being comfortable with each one on a daily basis? Like are you pretty consistent with your percentages or does it vary based on how they feel before you go into a game? I think it definitely varies um, between each game just because maybe one day the curveball is just not there. I just can't find it. I'm just spiking it every time or it's above the catcher's head. And then in those games, I got to turn to everything else. So it's kind of an advantage for me because I have so many different pitches to choose from. So if the curveball is not there, I can just throw a slider. Or I'll throw a changeup, or I'll throw the knuckleball. Like, um, but yeah, that is advantageous. Like, yeah, sure. if you're a, if you're a two pitch guy or a three pitch guy, and you don't have that secondary pitch or that that third pitch 
it really limits your your ability to move around the zone, right? Yeah, but definitely. If five, if you have five and one's out, you still have something that has some depth and some sweep, right? If, if the yeah. knuckle's not there, the slider's there that day, and then changing speeds and stuff like that. That's, um, I mean, that's a big reason why you were successful as a gaucho. And because I, I did, I did a few games this summer on the radio for uh, the California League. It was uh, Grizzlies and Ports. And I noticed it was a lot of college guys. It was a lot of free agent signees from um, out of the States who were 19, 20, 21 years old, kind of the college age. And it felt a little like the college game. Uh, Some of the stuff was a little more electric. Guys were a little bit more physical. But as far as uh, your college career goes, you had those five pitches in college, at least your junior year. So when you came into UCSB, did you have the five pitches? Did you know you're going to be a five pitch guy or did that just kind of develop once you got here and the coach and staff could say, Hey, you could probably throw this or you could probably throw that. Like, did you come in with five pitches as when you came to UCSB? Uh, no, I actually came in with, I guess three and a half. Like the changeup was like kind of there is kind of a thing, but that, um, definitely developed while I was there. And then I didn't have a slider before coming in. Um, I think that came around, my sophomore year and I was just kind of messing around with it in the fall of 2021, I think. And yeah, I just kind of started throwing it and it was usable. So I just kept it from there. And yeah. You, uh, experimenting, experimenting yeah. with pitches, just kind of messing with it. What is yeah. like, what does that mean? Does that mean like when you're playing catch well, on a non-throw on a non-pitching day, is it throwing it in the pen and then bringing it out to scrimmage? Is that what messing around with a pitch is like? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the exact sequence it, <laughs> it went in. Like I started throwing it in catch play and I was like, oh, I think this could be serviceable. Like I think I could use this. And I was like, yeah, let me throw it in. Let me try to throw it in the bullpen or while I was bullpenning. And it was the same. I was like, okay, see if I can throw it in a scrimmage. And it was usable. So I just kept it from there. So what about the knuckleball? You come in, you came in with a knuckleball, I think. Yeah, I've I've thrown the knuckleball for a while now. I think thirteen years. So high school. Yeah. Before so you, you threw in, so you threw it in high school. Threw it before high school. Yeah. Like, and it, it's not like a oh, I'm just gonna chuck a knuckleball up there for fun. It's a like I'm serious about this pitch. Yeah, I, that was before I even was throwing a changeup. So, <laughs> like. When I got to high school, I was fastball, curveball, knuckleball. That was it. <laughs> I mean, the knuckle, I love the knuckle. I always thought I could throw a knuckleball when I was in high school, but I, I, I really couldn't. Like, I wasn't a pitcher first. I was an outfielder first, hitter first. Like, I really wish I could have thrown a knuckle. So, like, where did the knuckle come from? When did you figure it out? I honestly don't know where I got it from. Uh the story that I remember it becoming a thing was like it was a 10U like all-star practice, like just like random practice. And I just started throwing it. And the coaches or the the dads were like, oh my God, that thing's crazy. And I was like, is it? And I, I was like, okay. And uh I just kind of held on to it uh from that point on, brought it to high school and 
they were like, okay, let's see it. They saw it and uh, catchers would have some issues, but we got past it, uh, keep it in front. And then, yeah, I got to Santa Barbara. Uh, coaches were okay with it. I was like, all right. Or they were kind of skeptical at first. And then I threw it and they were like, oh, it's real. And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and then same thing when I got to pro ball, they kind of were like, eh. but and then once they saw it, they're like, ah, oh, okay, this is, this is the real deal. And I was like, yeah. And you throw it kind of hard. That's yeah. it's not like a, a lob it up there type knuckleball. Like, like you throw it with some velo. Yeah. And it got some traction this year. It was posted by uh, some guy named Ethan Chapman and it wound up on sports illustrated. Like that's, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Like your, your pitch in a slow-mo, like it's just your hand and the ball flying out of your hand with zero spin. Yeah. Like, did you spearhead that or was it someone who just like thought it was cool and posted it and it kind of blew up? Well, during that bullpen, I was kind of like working on it, just trying to feel things. And through that one, was and, it exceptionally uh, good that day? It was it was pretty good that day, yeah. Catcher missed, I don't know, two or three of them. But, <laughs> yeah, they sent it to me after, and uh, I sent it to Ethan. He's my agent. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, can I post this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's any restrictions on that. So I was like, yeah, sure, just post it. And, uh, yeah, definitely got a, got a good reaction out of everyone. And then slowly but surely it uh, started branching out to – I think MLB posted it um, and uh, Sports Illustrated and a couple other people posted it. So that was kind of cool. Oh, look Look who it is. Jumping yeah, in. It's Johnny. one of your backstops, Johnny Bloom. Move <laughs> on. What's up? What's up, man? I, I, I had to bring in Johnny Bloom because he was he was your backstop for uh, many gaucho starts. And since we covered all of this pro ball stuff and now we're talking about the knuckleball, now we can talk about your gaucho career and who better to talk with than, than Johnny Bloom. So, G, have you ever caught a knuckleball before? Before Corey? Not, never in my life. Uh, he he was the reason I started wearing a mask during catch play because it got scary. <laughs> Seriously. That, You'd that, wear a mask. I was going to say that he, trend has... Uh has continued with the master and catch play every time they don't wear it. <laughs> and I throw one. They're like, Oh, let me grab this real quick. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty epic. He used to finish with throwing some knuckleballs. And so you're playing casual catch and suddenly he goes knuckleball sign. And you're like, Oh no, Oh no, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> did any, did any uh, get away from you and hit you in an uncomfortable area? Uh, all the time, honestly, it turns all the time. I was just trying to, I was just trying to knock it down more than anything. <laughs> but in, in the game, like sometimes I remember when Tim Wakefield, rest in peace, when Tim Wakefield would pitch for the Red Sox, I think it was like Salta Lamacchia or Veritek. They would have like the like softball glove. Has anybody like adjusted the glove? Because I mean, I guess it's different with you because you don't throw it all the time. Like if you're a straight knuckleball pitcher, like the catcher's probably going to wear some different gloves so it's easier to catch all the time but when you're throwing it in a game you probably have the, the there's probably a trust factor between catcher and pitcher when you're throwing that thing in a big spot right Corey? yeah definitely and they actually did buy me my own catching glove 
I think it is a softball glove, a softball catching glove. So I just carry that around. It's like 38 inches. It's massive. It's some mega mint, but they do their that's, best with it. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. All right. Another thing that, that, that Gianni told me about you was that you make sound effects. Do I? Yeah. So this, the way it goes is that G said, yeah, some like a lot of times when Corey and I would be finishing up a pen, like we go and shake hands and whatnot, and then be walking back to the dugout or the bench. And you would be asking about how your stuff was. And you would say, yeah, my, my fastball was like this. And you would make some sound effects or like a curveball. So please elaborate on this. Cause I'm, I'm very intrigued. I, th- I feel like it was more off speed stuff than anything. Like a, okay. like a, like a change up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. so the change, the change up would be, what would it sound like? Yeah. <laughs> Just, just the change, just the change. So when it when it's feeling really good, like you're you're coming with the saw. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good one. That's... <laughs> so you so is that, up right there. Is that like the way it sounds when it comes out of your hand? Like you, because you can hear it. Like if you're standing next to a pitcher, um, and he's he's throwing hard, like you can hear it come out of his fingers, and and fly towards the catcher. Like if if. The listener, if you're just standing next to a pitcher throwing a pen and he's throwing pretty hard, you can hear it. So the changeup must have that noise coming out of your hand. And when you hear that noise, you're like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, see, it's like the complete opposite. Like with the fastball, you can, you can hear it. You can tell. But with the changeup, it's just, just like a light little, <laughs> light little thing. <laughs> yes. This is gold. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Corey. This is, exactly, this is exactly what I wanted. So thank you. <laughs> Um, all right, Corey, who is your favorite catcher to throw to at UCSB? Johnny Bloom. Yes. <laughs> not, not Mason Ng. Mason was good too. I mean, it was tough cause they were, I mean, they're both really good backstops. You can look at their stats of holding runners and blocking balls, but I think me and Johnny were just more on the same page, uh, with pitch calling and whatnot. So gee, five pitches to choose from. And you 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 were kind of like a master pitch caller. So five pitches for Corey. Like, how do you decipher? All right, are we going knuckle curve here? Or are we going slider here? Like, how do you decipher that? It was so fun catching Corey because he threw you know five pitches. It's like playing a video game. Uh, and then and then a few of his pitches are so unique that hitters very rarely see it. So like, his breaking ball was uniquely hard and over the top, like twelve six. Uh, and then he has the knuckleball too, and so it was just you. When in doubt, it was usually a curveball. Uh, my <laughs> one regret is I'm like we should have thrown more knuckleballs because that thing <laughs> is so nasty. <laughs> and I know it, it looks like Corey's been throwing it more in pro ball too, so I'm like, ah, I missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, you feel like have you thrown more knuckles on average in pro ball versus when you're at UCSB? On average, probably yes. I think it's probably ten to fifteen percent knuckleball now. Uh, How hard do you throw that thing? Uh, the average is probably like eighty-four now. Wow. So it's even harder than it was in college. And I actually Jeez. got it to eighty-eight, which is insane. What? Yeah, and my my last outing in that championship game, I threw one at eighty-eight. Wow. Yeah. That's out of control. 
And is it is it have I mean the knuckle like it has no spin for people who don't know. I, I don't know why a baseball listener wouldn't know, but it's got no spin, so you it just kind of it dodges around whatever air is around. It doesn't have this this like air spinning in a certain way that guides it in a certain direction. So it can just go wherever it wants. And it's kind of like a splitter because a splitter comes out of the fingers with minimal spin. Is that correct? And so sometimes the splitter can can dive one way or the other. Is that true? Yeah. G's kind of either he's squinting into the sun or he's disagreeing with me. But because I've seen some guys throw splitters like pretty hard. So it must maybe mimic like kind of a splitter type. But if you're throwing a knuckle 88, like that's nuts. Yeah, it, it was pretty insane. I mean, I don't. From what I remember, it, it didn't look like it did much, but the kids fucking miss. So I don't know. <laughs> we like swings and misses. We like yeah. that. Uh, okay, let's talk a little gaucho stuff. Gee, did you catch Corey in the Oklahoma State elimination game? In yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, I wrote that down as probably Corey's best start as a gaucho. Corey, would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. Okay. So scenario is elimination day, Sunday. Gauchos have to win to play Arizona in the winner's bracket game. We're playing Oklahoma State again for the second time after the Gauchos beat them, you know, boat race them in the first game. It was like 14 to five or something like that. So Corey goes eight innings, four hits, one run, three walks, five Ks, 126 pitches. And the Gauchos wound up, you know, winning by like eight runs or so. But it was one of those games where, it's late in the year, and we have to save the bullpen for the night game if we're going to win, and then potentially Monday if we're going to win that game. And so we're relying on you, Corey. Like, was it did it did checks or DJ say anything before the game? Like, if you're going, like we're just going to ride you as long as we can. No, not really. I think it was just <laughs> I kind of had a feeling. I mean being in that situation of what it was of that elimination game and trying to save the bullpen, you know, you always want to stay in the game as long as you can as a pitcher. So I kind of just did that, I guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it got me through eight, which was, I think my longest outing ever. Um, and most pitches thrown ever too. So that was pretty cool. Do you, do you remember that game? Absolutely. I mean, Corey had everything going. A couple, a couple things I remember about how locked in he was was the first pitch of the game was a curveball that was just a banger right down the middle uh, <laughs> that the guy took, and it was like, oh, we're on. Uh, and then the other thing was that was one of the times he wiped. It was like a two-strike count, and he wiped to get to a knuckleball. And that, and we were like, oh, he's feeling it today. <laughs> like it, was, it was a fun one. We're on. But yeah, he was, he was on. Yeah, that first pitch cur- curveball was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely threw him for a loop. Yeah, it did. So you got you 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 remember that like vividly, just throwing that thing yeah. in there, set the tone. Yeah, and it was a sharp one. And then he, later in the game, there was a line drive of the middle that he wore like right off the palm, and then just <laughs> casually flipped over. And we're in the dugout, and he's just kind of super casual. And then he's like, "That really hurt." <laughs> <laughs> that thing had to have been a hit like one ten. The laser it was red for like the whole inning. <laughs> I mean, Corey, one of your MOs, at least in your gaucho career, is like you didn't show a ton of emotion on the hill. Like you're pretty stoic out there. <laughs> like I can never tell like if you're 
if you're nervous, if you're excited, if you're breaking down, if you're really feeling it, I, I have, I have no idea as a, as a viewer, as a, as a broadcaster. Now, do the players get a sense or does your catcher like Mason or G like get a sense of how you're feeling over the course of the game? Like, do you guys have conversations in between innings? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's when the emotion or like the feelings would be um, brought up. So like in between innings, maybe, or if there's a mound visit, like, hey, like I'm tired or I'm getting tired, but like never on the mound. I try to be the same person at all times. Even now, like I'm, I'm the same way. I don't really show a lot. So, yeah. Are you still with a two-way? Uh, yeah, go ahead, G. Go ahead, G. I was gonna, I was gonna ask Corey what he thought about this because, uh, Corey, like you don't talk a ton, or, or you're more maybe reserved sometimes. But the only time, like when you talked the most, was before an outing. If you got a little antsy, we'd be sitting before the game, and that's when you just start flowing, and we'd have like you'd say some of the most words ever, like right before <laughs> it start. Do you? Is it still like that? Like, do you feel that? I feel like it's a little before and after, like. Uh-huh. after worn I'm out and I'm like the caffeine's still there and I'm still a little like ready to go. Then yeah, I'm still pretty talkative, but <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Before, <laughs> before the game was a, was a talkative time. So you're, awesome. you're one of those guys where it's, it's okay to talk to the pitcher before the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like sometimes uh, I'm cruising around Caesar doing, doing whatever I have to do. And then the starting pitcher rolls in and they're just like, like blank face, headphones in like in the zone or at least trying to be in the zone or pretend like they're in the zone. Some guys a little more intimidating than others, but like, I would, I would never say anything to the starting pitcher before a game, but maybe you're a little different. It's like, I'm starting today. Like I gotta, I gotta talk as much as I can so I can focus during the game. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely how it was. Like I would talk to everyone. Like I wasn't really a big stickler about it. Um, like you can, you can tell like people are like, not looking at you, you're like hiding away. I'm like it's fine, just talk to me. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Corey, are you still still a two way guy? No, I wish I was. Just for the BP sake. <laughs> you didn't take any swings this year. No swings. No, not a single swing. Sadly. Okay. How do you think? Uh, how do you think it would go if you did grab a bat? Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> really he's got juice <laughs> I, well i don't know i can't say that because i feel like if i if i actually like you know studied and like worked for it maybe i don't know but dude the pitching that we've seen this year it's like i don't even know how they hit it now i'm like <laughs> it's unreal if you what approach would you take if you stepped in to face yourself uh hit the fastball <laughs> and if he doesn't throw you a fastball, good luck. <laughs> Try to put it in play. Get the hanger. <laughs> how how hard is uh what was your average fastball below this year? Uh I think it ended around 91, like 90.8 or something. So a little uptick, which was nice to see. And you're, along with that, still... everything else also went up. Yeah, but you're you're still not like you're not blowing guys away. Like you're you're beating guys with the mix. Yeah. And with the fastball shape. I feel like it's so unique still. It's still the same fastball as it was in uh really in college. Gives hitters uh some pits sometimes, yeah. The shape is unique. Yeah. Just explain that real quick. Uh the vertical break. Um 
the carry of the fastball is uh extremely high for anyone i guess um it's way above average so hitters often swing below it or just foul it straight back so it's it's really hard to get on top of and uh put a good swing on it unless it's down in the zone which in that case is like a bp fastball so gee is that something that you recognize and that the gauchos recognize when you pitched and utilize it in fastball location for sure yeah going up with the fastball a lot uh and then especially because it's breaking ball is so 12-6 it really plays well with the fastball profile so those two kind of unicorn pitches made him like a cheat code <laughs> love that <laughs> Corey do you play video games I do yeah I heard you're pretty decent yeah you could say that what's so I've, I have written down here I have multiple reports that you're a highly respected gamer in MLB the show yeah so that's correct like are you like ranked like do you play online and you're ranked yeah i haven't really played a lot oh. uh, MLB the show this year um but or i guess for the first like couple months that i was out i played a lot um but as a year got uh went on i just kind of stopped playing it um but yeah uh really good at MLB the show for some reason i don't know <laughs> if that's the the hitter's eye in me coming out and being able to read pitches and it will be the show. But yeah, I think at one time I was like top 1000 in the world, which is pretty cool. Um, That's epic. Yeah. But right now I don't know what it, what it would be, but yeah. A little, little claim to fame. Yeah. I yeah. also, I have, um, I have another, another, uh, quick hitter question here. Is there a correlation between growing a beard and becoming a successful pitcher? There might be. I don't know, but I, I shaved throughout the year, but not the whole thing. So I'd either go mustache or beard, never clean, or I went clean shaven once. Uh, How'd that go? Clean just, shaven uh, start. I don't remember exactly, but I feel like it was pretty mediocre, like just an average start. So <laughs> I went back to it and playoffs, we had the playoff mustaches. So that carried us our, through uh, the playoffs. So. That was probably nasty. Playoff yeah. mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh one more uh toughest hitter that you had to face this year. Oh. Um during season or like whenever? Yeah, whenever. Uh spring training. I don't know, because I faced like Jorge Polanco and Byron Buxton and I feel like Donovan Solano was a really tough AB just because he knew the zone. So I had to get in the zone. I faced him once or twice. Uh, I think Donovan Solano, he's up on the big league team now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play, did you play against any other big West players or gaucho former gaucho teammates? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Uh, I never played Harvey. He was in Tampa. Never got the chance to play him. Uh, and then Rodney, we were going to play him the – I think we played him the second to last week in the season, but I think he was hurt, so he didn't travel. So I didn't get to see him. And then everyone else is just everywhere else. So on the West Coast or in different leagues, so I just never really ran into anyone. Dang. You're just, you're just hanging out in Cedar Rapids. What? Good old, you're just hanging out in good old Cedar Rapids. That's right, just chilling in Cedar Rapids. Bringing in a championship. All yeah. right, well – Corey, this has been great. Um, G, do you have any other questions for Corey before we 
before you sign off. Did you guys touch on any of the legendary nicknames Corey had in this time here? So I, I started with they call him the general or the clue bot, and you came in and said the clue bot. So we have not uh, divulged into where those came from. So by all means, ask away. So, Corey, you want to talk about how you got nicknamed the general? Oh, uh, yeah. So that came after a tough start that I had at CSUN. Gave up like eight runs or something, like two home runs. Um, and then I came back the next week. We were playing Long Beach State, I believe, right? I think it was Long Beach State. Uh-huh. And I think I – it had to have been Long Beach State. Um, I had one of my better starts of the season. I think I went seven in the third and like 10 punchies and everything was working that day. Uh, and then after the game, uh, when we were all huddled in the outfield – uh checks starts the starts the meeting with uh every once in a while our uh, the general falls off his horse but glad to see he's back on it and uh that's where it all started or something along those lines of the general falling off his horse and getting back and continuing his ride what about the hat (laughs) yeah so after the i think i have it right here yeah Oh, he's got yes, it. Yes. Right here. Put it on. It doesn't fit. Well, not with your not with your twins hat. Yeah, on. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's go. It's my head. But yeah, that came along after I got the after I got the nickname. Probably, I don't know, three weeks after. Uh Bryce, Johnny, and Schreier thought of the idea to buy me a general hat. So I kept that in my locker for the rest of the year. And I still have it, as you can see. That's amazing. We wanted to, we wanted to get him to wear one out to practice, wear the general hat out to a practice. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do recall seeing it in your locker and I was kind of like, cause I'm, I'm not always there at the post game and I, I, I do miss, believe it or not, I do miss some things. And so I missed all of that. And all of a sudden, there's this this hat in Corey's locker, and I'm like, what is this hat doing here in Corey's locker? And so I, I didn't really, you know, look into it. I just kind of noticed it, and just like, okay. Uh, yeah. And then and then I started hearing generally, who's the general? Corey. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. No. Well, stay stay on your horse, Corey Lewis, because uh, you're doing great. What's the what's the off season regiment? gonna be to get ready for next year uh currently i'm just working out uh monday wednesday friday so just keeping that same same uh routine and just started throwing so second week of throwing and then i actually head to fort myers next week for some like strength and get conditioning camp and then i'm back and then i'm off until january 5th is when they want me back in fort myers for the start of spring training and everything so January. Yeah. January 5th, yeah. Wow. Wow. Start it right. all over again. So what's what's like your playing weight gonna be when you go in? I finished last year at like 245, 250, and that's about what I'm at right now. So okay. definitely is that is that a solid is that a solid base to be at? I think so. Um I feel like I'd like to see myself get down to like 240, but 250 was fine for me. 
So I definitely gained a lot of weight. I'm not like I feel like I gained some good weight um after being drafted and whatnot. So yeah. Well, that's Corey Lewis, aka the general, aka the clue bot. So so <laughs> nice, nice job. Twins minor league pitcher of the year. Uh we appreciate the time. And then uh, Gianni Bloom, thanks for jumping on. Uh as always, insightful and bring us some energy. So we appreciate that. Uh, Corey Lewis, nice job, man. And uh, thank you. Thanks for having me, Kev. All right. Thank you to our sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen. Thank you to Dylan Jones and Gianni Bloom. And thank you to our guest, Corey Lewis, Twins, Minor League Pitcher of the Year, League Championship what more can you ask for in your first full season of professional baseball? Uh, so thank you to Corey for spending some time with us today. Gauchos in action against LMU this Saturday. That is the 4th of November, 12 o'clock from Page Stadium in L.A. We get to reunited with Donegal Fergus, who's now the head coach down at LMU. Excited to see him, and it should be a good day of baseball. So if you're in the area, Come out and check out the Gauchos and the Lions. We're playing 14 innings. Um, should be fun. And uh, Gauchos had a good showing this past Saturday against Pepperdine down in Malibu. Jonas Sebring hit three homers. We saw Ryan Gallagher return to the mound. We saw some new Gauchos perform well, like uh, Jackson Flora, Cole Triba, uh, a couple of pitchers that you'll be hearing uh, a lot about in the near future. And, uh, of course, Jonathan Mendez playing uh, multiple infield positions. Uh, and, of course, some of the regulars like Xander Darby, Latay McCollum, Aaron Parker, uh, all doing their thing. So we have uh, one more fall game and then wrapping things up over the next uh, couple of weeks and uh, should have some more Gouch 9 podcasts with some more content. So stay tuned to the social media, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Lots of stuff coming out uh, about the Gauchos. Um, as always, thanks for tuning in. My name is Kevin Cannon, and uh, signing off. Talk to you soon.